From SD Times, I'm Jacob Lukowitz, and this is What the Dev. Today's episode is about how monetization can help make open source software more secure. The anonymity of the original open source coder today means that no one is properly equipped to set up the appropriate security protocols on software utilizing the code. With me today, I have Hen Ravid, the co-founder and head of product at XS Code. Welcome to the show, Hen. Thank you, Jacob. Thanks for having me. Great to have you. So to start off, um, with many of the major software companies behind backing open source, are you seeing that now there's a growing push to address cybersecurity concerns in open source through monetization? Um, with monetization aside for a second, I think that I think it's true that uh, there is a growing push to address cybersecurity, and it's true that everybody's using open source, and it, it's virtually everywhere, and I think probably around 90% of software written today uses open source components in, in some capacity. And I've heard somewhere that uh, in some software products, 70% of the code base is open source. So naturally, there is, uh, there is a need to address security issues when, when, open, when there is so much open source code somewhere. And, and you know, sometimes honest mistakes by developers get overlooked and, and sometimes small issues can become huge problems for, for big companies using these open source components. And, and as you mentioned, when, when, you, when you led this question, you said that there was, there's no clear responsibility for security issues. And, and that's unlike you know, big enterprise products when there's uh, somebody that's usually in charge of security and there's someone that's, um, that's his job to, to make sure that the, the, that the code is secure. And this shifts a lot of the responsibility to, to the companies who need to inspect the open source components uh, they're using. And, and because many open source developers don't invest time in tracking issues and, um, and software companies find themselves uh, you know, vulnerable and, and requiring to use uh, solutions like Sneak and, and White Source, et cetera, to, to make sure they are, they are secure. But definitely, I think uh, monetization is, is here to help, uh, to help fix at least some of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So generally, what, what has been the method of addressing security in open source until now? And is it simply not enough? Well, I guess, I guess it is not enough because if, if you're lucky enough to find the problem before it becomes an issue, if, if it's already an issue, you're not as lucky. But the, 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 way, the way it works today is that you, you can probably create an issue on that repository on GitHub or GitLab or, or wherever it is uh, and wait for, for a fix to to be provided by uh, one of the maintainers or the owner of the repository. Uh, or you can submit a, a pull request with the fix yourself and that uh, sometimes is not possible for, because if you're a company, the, 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 the chances are that your supervisor or boss or, uh, won't let you spend your time as a developer to, to submit a pull request to someone else's code. Uh, it, it does happen, but I think it's, uh, it's, not, it's not usual. Um, so you're basically at the mercy of others to handle uh, security issues, and you can also use a solution like I mentioned before, like a, like solution like Sneaks to pr- to protect yourself. But there's no concrete way of dealing with security issues; just finding them. There are solutions out there to to, to tr- try and check vulnerabilities, but nobody actually gives you a clear path of actually fixing vulnerabilities. Uh, if, if you're not willing to wait, if, if you're not willing to solve them yourself, there's no other way of doing that today. And that's, that's a part of the, that's part of the solution we're working on at Access Code. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So is, uh, you know, is monetization for open source developers sort of uh, a new phenomenon uh, that's being that's being looked at and, and how will monetization incentivize security? Um, I think that generally uh, open source has has a problem. Open source has uh, it's it's usually known as the open source sustainability problem. That means that everybody's using open source and companies are using open source to build commercial projects that yield profit. And the uh, open source developers who write the open source components who are used in commercial software are not being compensated at all for their work. And mm -hmm. that causes a problem and that makes open source unsustainable in the long run. And we believe that compensated developers have an incentive to fix issues because once they have happy paying users, uh, it's in their best interest to continue maintaining their projects. That because better code means happy users mean more paying users. And I think that having a clear path of paying a developer or a maintainer for fixing a vulnerability uh, will make sure more issues are fixed quickly and, 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 and make open source more secure. So mm -hmm. I, think, I think monetization is one of the uh, clear paths where actual value uh, can be given to companies by the developers. And, 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 and there's, developers have every right to demand payment for their efforts for fixing security right. issues. Yeah. And so it's, it's constantly drawing developers back to, to sort of maintain the projects as well. Right. Yeah. I think that if, if a developer sees that he's being compensated and he's being, uh, is, is getting paid for, for the work he's doing. Um, I think that in turn will cause developers to better maintain their projects. And that's, that's in everyone's interests that open source is, is 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 uh, developed uh, um, the developers have the resources to continue developing their projects. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and what are you seeing are some of the the main security concerns uh, that you're noticing around open source? Uh, well, without any without giving any any ideas to anyone. <laughs> uh -huh. um, well, I think that for from what I've seen, for sometimes for hackers um, attacking open source components can be can be sometimes attractive because if I was an attacker and I knew thousands of companies are using a specific component, so writing an exploit that that might try to attempt to ride a, a known or even unknown vulnerability statistically has a better chance to succeed because the code is, is being used in many many places. So this, that's that's one 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 concern that's. Uh, that's out there and and you know and hackers can plan vulnerabilities that can sometimes go undetected by other maintainers because usually when when the code is available hackers have an easier way to find exploit than closed source source software um so but it's true that the same goes for finding issues because the code is open but more eyeballs don't necessarily guarantee that all vulnerabilities are found and and sometimes attackers can can take advantage of that and also another concern I think is, is dependencies. I think dependencies also pose a big threat and are very difficult to monitor without proper tools and, and proper systems in place. Yeah. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about the thought process behind forming XS code? Sure. So basically we created XS code to provide uh, companies an easy way of working with open source developers. Um, the concept is is this: uh, developers have public repositories hosted on GitHub, for example, and on top of their free code, XS Code gives them a layer 
to provide paid components or paid items on top of their free code. And those components or paid components can be uh, either a service like bug fixing or uh, help with integration or support or even custom features. Uh, so that's that's services. We can they can also offer uh, licenses for for a payment with a dual licensing model where uh, the free version that's available on GitHub has a specific license, maybe a, like a non-commercial license or or something that's restricted. Uh, and they can offer a commercial license or less restrictive license on access code for payment. Um, and another thing they can offer is the ability to uh, well, it's it's half non-open source, but they can use, they can choose to open core their software, meaning that the source that's available on GitHub has some basic functionality, but if you want uh, access to more advanced features, you'll have to pay. So we prefer that the code remains open, but we give developers the ability to offer more uh, more paid items on top of that. And, and because access code doesn't only work with developers, we work with software companies and we give them access to developers who are offering um, paid support, et cetera, for, for their code. So um, we basically make it easy for companies to work with developers because we handle all the finances, we process credit cards, uh, we give we have enterprise tools that we give uh, software companies. So um, we try to connect uh, open source developers with the companies we use their code commercially and, and, and make it easy for all of them to work together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So do you think that having this sort of this platform model will draw even more developers to consider open source and more organizations to use open source software? Uh, yeah, I, I think so because I, well, open source usage is is a fact. It's it's not going to change. It's just going to grow, and and I think we're going to see more and more open source in the future. Uh, judging by the the growth, the incredible growth of at GitHub, I think open source is not going anywhere. Um, and I think that because open source became so common, um, but companies don't have a structured way of working with open source developers, I think our way is going to help more and more companies to feel more uh, comfortable working with open source because they would know uh, they have security and, and support by the developers who created the code they're working for. So when, when you develop a product and you're working long term, you want to make sure that the, the, the code you're taking into your code base and releasing in your product and, or, or putting on your production environments, you want to know that that code is supported. And I think, I think that the more companies understand that they can have the support of the developers, I think that would probably make open source even more popular. Mm -hmm. All right, great. That's that's all the main questions that I have. Is there anything else that you feel is important to add? Um, yeah, I think so. I think sometimes you know developers uh, feel that charging money for open source might be uh, not okay, and I, I think that. Um, Open source is amazing, and and you know they, they call open source free software as free as in freedom, not as in free beer. And <laughs> I think I think open source the, the free software is should not be free of charge. The code can be free, but I think that developers' time and efforts are precious. And I I think it's it's more than okay for developers and maintainers uh, to ask for money for their efforts. And I think they have every right uh, to to get paid. And I think. It's, it's, as I said before, it's in the best interest of everybody that is using open source and everybody in the software industry. It's in their best interest that open source grows and becomes sustainable by compensating the developers. 
Great. Well, that looks like that's all the time we have for our show today. Thank you, Hen, for coming on the show. It was great speaking to you. Thank you very much, Jacob. My pleasure. And a big thanks to all of our listeners of today's show. Be sure to check out all of your favorite episodes on your podcast streaming platform. Until next time, this has been What the Dev.